Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Flood Insurance Guru Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the mistakes I made as a homeowner when I first had to purchase flood insurance. So if you're a homeowner, if you're an insurance agent, you want to learn about these mistakes so that you can avoid financial problems like I had, then stay tuned in this podcast. But before we get started on that today, remember, if you've got questions about flood insurance, elevation certificates, what floods am I in? Jump over to our website, floodinsuranceguru.com. We've got a flood risk tool there to tell you what floods on your end, what is your risk, how close to water are you. You can even order elevation certificates, and you can even go through a different courses for elevation certificates, private flood insurance, the National Flood Insurance Program. We've got all these different things in those learning centers there for you. Also, if you like the content you're hearing on this podcast, make sure to leave us a a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, so that other people can get the same value out of the content that you're getting. So now let's talk about today's topic. And we're talking about the mistakes that I made when purchasing flood insurance when I had to buy a home in a flood zone more than 12 years ago. So let's let's take it back now to 2012. We're going into summer of 2012. A house comes on the market in a neighborhood we actually already lived in. It was just a bigger house. Great deal. Go to put an offer on the house. Offer gets accepted. We get about two weeks before closing. Bam. Find out we're going to require a flood zone. Bam. Find out the flood insurance premium is going to be $3,000. Bam. Deal's not going to happen. Your debt to income ratio is just too high with having a $3,000 additional put on there. Those are all devastating things. Man, what could I do? Well, the first mistake I made when putting this offer in on the house was... The same mistake I see people make every day, and that is they don't verify the flood zone before they put the offer in the house. They don't check and see, hey, what's the average flood insurance rate going to be on a house like this? What is the actual risk of the property flooding? So the first mistake I made was not working with my real estate agent to verify what flood zone the property was in because the property had recently been moved from a low-risk flood zone to a high-risk flood zone. The second mistake I made was kind of almost accepting that $3,000 rate, not looking at private flood insurance and the National Flood Insurance Program. I was just looking at the National Flood Insurance Program. You know, back then, private flood insurance was still an option. Even though as many banks were not taking as they do today. Now, today it's a completely different world. You know, you may have five or 10 different private flood insurance options on a property compared to the National Flood Insurance Program. So you've got options galore out there. We didn't have that, you know, almost 12 years ago. The third thing I also didn't take a look at was having the right coverages in place. You know, I thought, hey, $250,000 was all that I could get on this house. I'm just going to take it. And in fact, I could have probably gotten replacement costs because I could have gotten an excess policy on top of the National Flood Insurance Program policy or just taken out a straight private policy. So those are all mistakes that I made. Now, thankfully, one of the mistakes I didn't make was accepting that $3,000 rate. I knew something was up because I had an educational background in flood mitigation. And because this property had recently been changed, I knew that it qualified for newly mapped rates. While this is no longer really available with the National Flood Insurance Program with the risk rating 2.0, where things aren't really being grandfathered, they were back then. That means I was able to take that $3,000 rate and turn it into a $300 rate. But it could have been a huge financial problem for me had I not known that. Like most homeowners, unfortunately, don't know that because they're not around it every day um, like we have been for the last 12 years. So these are the mistakes that 
I made as a homeowner when purchasing flood insurance for the first time. Now, if you go into the show notes, we'll have a link in there uh, for elevation certificates. We've even got a quick course we're building to help people understand elevation certificates. Or if you want to just know what your flood insurance options are or what the flood risk of your property is, you can check that out in the show notes. But I want to say thank you for tuning in today's podcast on the mistakes I made as a homeowner when first purchasing flood insurance. My name is Chris Green, president and owner of the Flood Insurance Guru, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to today's podcast.